uh, quote from the show. We're talking about Stranger Things. <laughs> well, actually, that's not really the intro. Uh, we're going to start with a flashback to when we did do the show and say, uh, welcome to Background Noise. This is your host, Joseph. I'm Jack. And I'm Joe. <laughs> so yeah, it has been a second. We decided to get uh, in character, as it were, and uh, decide to have a long time between episodes or seasons or whatever you want to call it, in honor of Stranger Things Season 4 being two years between the other season. Right? Right? Was it two years? Yeah. I think at so, least. At least. Yeah. Due to the 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 big coof and all that stuff, uh, yep. yeah. But now they released it, and we got around to watching it. And wow, that's a that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff right there. It was so much that it did, that it kind of did take us this long to get around to get around to talking about it because there's just so much to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, before we do get into the nitty gritty, Jack, do we have any announcements or messages or, or fa fan art? We're going to share fan art through the sound waves. No, if um, in order to have fan art, we need to have fans. So we do not have any uh, fan art this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and, well, if we don't have any announcements, why don't we get into? Uh, well, Joe, uh, I suppose this is this is your segment, but uh... now it's your segment and your punishment. Yeah. Tell us about uh, Stranger Things Season 4, please. Okay. So, Stranger Things Season 4 is a lot. It's a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to start with probably the easiest arc. I think the easiest one to understand is that Hopper is, in fact, alive and is in Russia. As we all predicted. As we all knew. Technically, he's specifically in Siberia. because spoiled it the US. That's where the USSR stuck all their prisoners. Um, and... Joyce Byers and Murray? Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. cool. I've, so many characters in this this stupid show. Joyce and Murray get get clues that uh Hopper is still alive and they go fly they go and they get a guy named Yuri, I think. No, something yes. else. So what's his yeah, name? you're right, you're right. It's Okay, it's, it is Murray and Yuri. Doing great. Okay, Murray and Yuri, the comedic duo. Uh, they get Yuri, who's like an absolutely insane Russian man. Like, literally, actually, he's gone crazy. Uh, Russian guy is going to fly them into Russia so they can save Hopper. He betrays them. Shenanigans happen. They end up all getting sent into the prison, basically, and they have to fight. Um, they have to fight a demigorgon and I think some, some demodogs as well. Right, they, they have to go set the stuff from yeah. upside down but, but in like a, a cloud of mind flare particles. Yes, a cloud of mind. Yeah, yep. And eventually, they're able. Like we get a great scene of Hopper hacking a Demi demigorgon to pieces, fighting it like sword to monster, which is great. Uh, so he got to be he got to be heroic, uh, Dad Hopper as usual. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, that's pretty much all of the actual major plot things that happen in there. There's a lot of character development in the but we'll talk about that. Um, they leave... Uh, between season three and four, Joyce had moved to California to get out of Hawkins, Indiana for obvious reasons. Uh, and she, she took uh, Jonathan, Will, and she adopted Eleven, because Hopper wasn't there, obviously, uh, with her. Obviously, she took her two kids and she adopted Eleven. Um, and so... Jo uh, Will neither Will nor Eleven is really getting along is getting like incorporated very well into California life, um, but when Joyce leaves, they get some nonsense happening because because of problems going on in Hawkins, um, the government is like, oh, we need to go, we need to kill Eleven basically because obviously she's the one causing the problems, uh, and instead she gets picked up by who? What's the doctor's name? What's the Owens. Well, what the two? Who are the two doctors? Owens is the good one, and then there's the other one. Is that Brenner? Dun, dun, Brenner? Dun. That's I right. Yeah. He's not dead. Yeah, yeah. Brenner's not dead, by the way. Uh, he, they're working together, and they're going to teach Eleven how to use her powers again. Um, also, I completely forgot to mention it that Mike had flown in from Hawkins to be with Eleven, and then they get separated, been dropped into the plot. Yeah, literally, literally air dropped into the plot. 
into this section of the plot. And then Will, uh, Will, Jonathan, and Mike are going on a road trip to first pick up Eleven and then try to get Eleven to Hawkins and Tommy to be useful for the plot. And they fail at that quest, but they do put her into a pizza place so she can be in a refrigerator so she could do her weird mind meld thing and she can go and be helpful in the plot. That's the fairly straightforward stuff. In Hawkins, some stuff is happening. We got a murder mystery. Yeah, it starts off as a murder mystery, uh, which is appropriate, right? It always starts off as someone has gone missing or is dead. Uh, mm -hmm. Where this girl was having headaches and having, like, seeing weird visions and stuff. And then she goes to this, you know, stoner guy's house, this guy named Eddie, to go buy some drugs, hoping that'll calm her down. And then she flies up into the air, squashes herself against the roof of his trailer, and then all of her limbs break and her eyes explode. Which, you know, is what usually happens when you go to buy drugs. This is why you don't do drugs, kids. You'll this is fly the up into the air. Of one weed cigarette. Yeah, yep. yeah. This is exactly what happens when you do one of the drugs. Yeah. Um, now, Eddie is wanted for murder. The reason we care about Eddie, by the way, is because he's the leader of the D&D &D club that uh, Mike and Dustin and Lucas are all a part of. That's the reason we care about Eddie. Hellfire. Um, Hellfire, yep. So he's wanted for murder. Uh, the boyfriend of the girl who died is leading a... basically leading a brute squad, right? It's just like a... Chad Mandleton or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's just leading an assassination <laughs> team of the most... like, I don't know. Is it, so th that's running... That's going on in the background. He's, he's the leader. Of the, he's the head of the basketball team. Um... And so he's got all the basketball dudes chasing this guy down. Um, the boys that we care about, uh, Will, obviously Will and Mike are over in doing things in California. So we've got Dustin and Lucas who are trying to figure out what's going on with the murders. They bring in Nancy as per usual. They bring in Steve as per usual. Uh, they bring in Robin, who is a fixture character. And also we have Max, who also is having weird headaches and seeing hallucinations. Dun, and, we find, and we find out that the thing that killed the one girl is also about to kill Max. It's the it's some problem that's in the Upside Down. They have to figure out about it. They go on the quest to figure out information and also save Eddie and also figure out other plot-related things that have been happening. Uh, and they find out eventually that the answer is it's... They have been calling him Vecna because, again, D&D villains... Um, but actually, he just like Eleven is the eleventh member of the is the eleventh person in Brenner's experiments. There's a number one, and that first person is the person who is now Vecta, who got sent into the Upside Down by Eleven, you know, five years ago or whatever, before the start of season one, uh, and has been mutating and amassing power and getting stronger and being generally terrifying. Uh, and he created the Mind Flare. He I don't think he created the Demogorgon and the Demodogs, but I think he like mind controls them More or, like something. Like, yeah. them or something. It's it's yeah. basically hinted at uh, or implied that he is responsible for everything that's happened. Yes, yeah. So he is he is revealed to be the actual big villain that has been doing all the things, and he tries to kill Max, and he kills several other people, and they're able to save Max. Just barely, because Eleven is able to psychic herself into Max's brain and is trying to fight Vecna. Um, and also, everyone else's, you know, Steve and Robin and uh, Nancy go actually into the Upside Down and are going to try to kill Vecna's body while he's trying to kill Max. And there's a big climatic battle where all, pretty much everyone is involved. Even somehow, like, the Hopper and company battle in Russia is happening at the same time, so them killing the Demogorgons is hurting Vecta because it's part of the hive mind. Obviously. Uh, but then but Ma Max sort of dies, but she doesn't actually die, but it's enough to trigger the ritual thing, because every time someone dies, it's opening a hole into the Upside Down, and enough people have now died that literally a hell pit opens up in the middle of Hawkins. Like, I'm not even, like, not even an exaggeration, that's actually what happens. And now everyone is back in Indiana. And that's the end. I, I, I tried to cover everything. There's a lot more stuff. This is not all of the stuff that happens. A lot of people die. Also, Eddie gets a heroic death. Um, the basketball 
player dude that we don't really like or care about just kind of dies when the health head opens up because his body. Brenner, it looks like dies for real this time. He's probably actually. I was dead. About to say, he, right. he got hit with a nine millimeter blue uh, bullet that blew his lung out. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. We have no idea what happened to Doctor Owens. Yeah, he was he better not. Yeah, off he's screen. the only. He's the only decent. Uh, the only decent government figure that we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably. I'm hoping he comes back in season five because we never really see what happens to him. But mm-hmm. he's conveniently drug off screen. So if he if the actor wants to rejoin, he's still in. If he doesn't, yep. then it's like yeah, he was dead. Exactly. Schrodinger's character. Schrodinger's character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that's all the major major. Pretty points. much. We'll have yeah. to go into detail on specifics. Like we've got. There's so many lo- so many things going on here. We need a flowchart. We need a yeah. flowchart for as what is it for whose characters are foils or parallels to one another across like these five different subplots, and it's oh, it's just nuts. Yeah, in a good way, mm-hmm. kind of yeah, in a good yeah. way, and kind of in a okay. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something where. You you either need to j- disassociate as you're watching it, or you need to get a get a thumbtack, get, a get some thumbtacks and string out on your on your corkboard, right? Uh, or just you know binge the show so hard until you're brain dead. But yeah. at least you have your thing in your head until your limbs break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, until your eyes yeah, eyes no. squirt out of your brain. Ugh. Yeah, I mean this season was. Re- ridiculously long but with that said i definitely think they did a good job at giving all the characters decent amount of screen time so well, this is what we were talking about last episode on stranger things right we were talking they've got they've got a ballooning cast how are they going to give everyone enough screen time where you can actually appreciate the cast and the answer is we'll just make multiple full-length movies and call that yep. a tv show <laughs> i mean it worked <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they took our advice to heart. Good one, Duffer Brothers. We'll expect yeah. our checks in the mail. That's right. Because <laughs> obviously our commentary right before this was released influenced how they uh, made it. Oh, it would have been a much different series otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously. <laughs> where, where else to start? Uh, why don't we just start? Uh, all right. One last time from the beginning. Um. Well, I guess just seeing kind of where everything left off in season three, seeing it pick up a little bit after that was was good. I'm glad there it wasn't too long or or too short, and I'm kind of honestly glad they didn't spend too long exploring, you know, too much of that in terms of like before before crazy stuff happens. Because I got to be honest, the end of the last season kind of bummed me out. <laughs> And I'm glad they kind of changed mm. that a little bit. In terms mm. of, I don't know. It's still kind of, I suppose there's still this overarching feeling of just, I would say this is the most straight up horrifying season of the show. As in, of, of going less towards creepy things and more of like straight up scary things. So I guess, you know, there's that overarching sense there. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know. There was, there's, there's just a lot that happens. Yeah, so I'll say my my it actually took me a little bit to get invested in this one in this episode in this uh, season I should say because um, L in high school is not something that I ever cared to watch and it wasn't done in an interesting new way it was just it was very standard here is the weird girl who's kind of weird and doesn't fit in anywhere and she can't use her powers to fix things because it's a social situation. So people make fun of her and tease her and pick on her and everything. Like, very, like, there's a movie about this that is kind of, like, is it Carrie? Is that the name of the movie? Where the girl gets, like, powers and everyone's, like, making fun of her and then they, like, drop a a party balloon full of blood on her head or some nonsense. And then Um, she slaughters them all. It's it's terrifying. Like, this is the inverse that. This is the inverse. Payoff with all of the suffering. Yeah, so it was that. So it took me a little bit to get invested. Mm. Um, but once the thing that kept me going through it is the mystery in Hawkins of trying to figure out what's going on there. And I think mm-hmm. I think that that is where 
I think that's really where the core of the plot is, which is how they could get away with adding the most new characters there because you have these characters we care about and we're invested in already and we can add some new characters in and that's the plot that you care about. And everything that's happening in other parts of the world, we only care about in so much as it's affecting characters that we already really like. Like we only care about what's going on in Russia because Hopper is there. If anyone else is there, nobody cares. But Hopper is one of our favorite characters, so we want to know what's going on with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely became much easier to get invested in the show as the episodes went on. Like, I yeah. definitely agree where it's 11 in high school and all of that stuff, Mike coming to visit, all of that stuff before L is taken by Owens to the lab is mm-hmm. very much just, eh, not, I don't really care. Get me back to Hawkins, get me back to Russia and yeah. all of that, so... It almost feels like a, a, what is it? This this series is all about uh, taking genre conventions and you know doing them up and doing them well. That almost just felt like a straight up I don't know episode of a CW show or something. It would just you know just the yeah yes. the cliche teen drama episode, except there's roller skate violence at the very end. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think CW, a CW TV show is actually an accurate description for some sections of this. Uh, which is not a compliment, unfortunately. Now, when we do get to new characters, there is one I want to talk about that I feel like was I could I could be reading into it too much, but I kind of enjoyed it because it felt like CW esque. It was uh, either way. Sure. Which which one? Oh well, yeah. You know what? Yeah. No, we're talking to, we're talking about character arcs here, so let's do it. Yeah, go for it. Right. That's right. I. I'm sorry, my brain has been scrambled by my other new favorite character. Okay, so what is it? The the basketball guy, Jason, he felt very much like a... Is that his name? Is that his name? I don't don't know, I think. (laughs) Go with it. Send it, I think. It's okay, Chad Manlington. uh, Yeah. I feel like it benefits that he's kind of like just this stereotypical uh, teen show. Like, in it... In a worse written show, he'd be the protagonist. It's like, oh man, this guy killed my girl, and I'm gonna take <laughs> justice because because I'm cool and stuff. And it's just like, mm, you know, this this plays that very straight, where it's like, you know, yeah, someone who does this is probably a little unhinged. Mm. And you know, I felt like that, that worked out as a good minor antagonist. And wow, well, even though he was pretty bad, I, mm, it, it's kind of crazy. He kind of got just disintegrated at the very end it's it's actually a good he i didn't think about this until you just said that he seems like he thinks he's the protagonist of his own story mm-hmm. like he is absolutely convinced that he is the person who's in the right he's the he's the hero of his own story and he doesn't see his own flaws because he's looking at himself that way and yeah, then he can't see the flaws in his girlfriend either and that's what gets him killed yeah I mean, he basically, he is like an unhinged version of, you take somebody like Archie from the Riverdale show. Oh, He's yeah. basically like the bat, yeah. this, he and this basketball crew think they're the main cast of Riverdale and all this stuff happening. It's like, yeah, we're going to figure this all out and we're in the right here, 100%. And <laughs> they are not. Yeah. Yep. Shockingly so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that part was kind of funny. And speaking of... Oh, that what is it? Oh, interesting antagonists. Let's let's talk about Vecna or Henry or one or all of them. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of it was this guy all along, especially in long running shows where it I mean, of course, if it goes on too long, it's like, ah, yes, 12 seasons of build up. And it was I, Mr. Mr. McGucket or something. And it's like, okay, no, that's stupid. But, you know, this this was one of those twists done very plausibly. And I mean, plausibly for a fictional show about a, a, <laughs> a psychic demon man who pulls a what is it is a knockoff Freddy Krueger in the best way possible. But yeah, yeah it's I liked what they pulled with with this whole thing here. In fact, I think I uh, I could be we we could we could go through and talk about each one of our ones. But I think out of all the little the little pie the little pie slices out of the five, I think the uh, what is it? The psychic experiment, the Hawkins laboratory, like backstory thing, and the Russia thing were tied for my two, like my top two kind of things for this. 
this mm. year. And well, and the, you know, I suppose you could say the murder mystery and the Hawkins thing were, or top two, and then Russia, because, I mean, those are very much linked together with the whole, mm-hmm. you know, hey, was it the Creole family thing? Also, guys, guys, did you see Robert England? Did you see him? He was in the, He was in there. Oh, was, was that really the guy cool. in the prison sale with his eyes? Yeah, that yeah. was him. Okay. Mm. He was, okay. He's so cool. I'm, I'm glad happy you for you, that. Joseph. Yes. Yeah. It We're was, happy for uh, you. Again, because he's Freddy Krueger, and then the villain's... You know, is it? It's his son is the real Freddy Krueger, and it's yeah, it's all right. That's that's enough for me. No, yeah, that's good. It's a good. It's a callback that I didn't miss. I that I missed because I don't have. Oh yeah, this is a very this is a very Nightmare on Elm Street heavy. Just you know, we we you know we talk about oh yeah, there's a collection of films from the era that are probably the influence for this season. Very Nightmare on Elm Street. The the murder the murder house the 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 dream like you know essentially the mm-hmm. the nightmare villain mm-hmm. that uses nightmares the claw like his weird freaky mutated claw mm-hmm. hand yeah mm-hmm. yeah because they, they wouldn't have designed it that way unless they were intentionally trying to do a freddy krueger like sure comparison analog exactly. sort of thing yeah i think i think having the problem season one was previously the best because it was just i get it was just the one demigorgon, right? And so it's, and it's a comprehensible, if not understandable, enemy. Right? Like you, like obviously, it's horrifying and it's an abomination from another world, and and it's not, you know, it has a completely different way that it operates. But it's this one thing, and the it's got rules. Yeah, it's got rules. And then you know, as as we got into the mind flare, it was you know it's this giant, somewhat nebulous entity force mm-hmm. thing that right. maybe wants something or maybe it's just like hungry maybe it's just a giant animal and it's feeding but it's it's an animal that is a hive mind of animals or something but, but then now we're like oh no no all of these things are puppets that are being controlled by freddy krueger nah. uh <laughs> like by being controlled by uh the one who is the henry he, henry yeah. krueger Henry Henry Kruger. There we go. That's what we'll call him. We'll call him Henry Kruger. Um, so I thought that worked. That works a lot better. Like having an actual a personality mm-hmm. person that is our antagonist actually makes you. It makes it easier to like characterize the battle, right? As opposed to sure. this big, big floaty nebulous force. That how are we going to defeat it? We're going to keep shutting it out. The That's power of friendship. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, okay, here's this guy. And this guy is a big deal. This guy is very scary. But it's it's also a guy, you know. So I I, I am enjoying the way this arc is resolving. Yeah, and then even setting them up, how, I mean, I can't remember, what, it maybe even started the first episode, but just the buildup of the mystery unraveling and then at mm-hmm. the very end of episode seven, that, twist reveal when it's revealed both to Eleven and those in Hawkins at the same time who this person yep. is I mm-hmm. thought was set up very well indeed normally I would what is it kind of criticize that sort of thing it's like oh yeah it's the it's the schlocky oh he reveals his evil plan thing but no then then it actually kind of makes sense for the for the character of like him being almost a like master manipulator and all it's like oh yeah you you only see this because I want you to. And it's like they figure that out real quick, which that's good. After last season where everyone was being a little, I don't know, mm-hmm. rom commy is it's good that everyone's kind of back to to smart thinking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that anyone – I'm trying to think of any examples of, other than uh, Chadwick Mannington uh, being completely <laughs> stupid, right? But even he, even he is like in character, right? He's he doesn't seem like the kind of person who thinks about things. He's more the kind of person who gets an idea in his head and then he just runs with it. He's like a dog chasing cars, right? He just keeps running after it. Yeah. He doesn't know how to stop. Uh, it's a very mean dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, his Fair. his dog girlfriend did get hit by a car, so you know he's not thinking straight. <laughs> Where All is right, this metaphor going? We're, yeah, we're this is getting weird. Um, 
almost as weird as uh, the, the Argyle. You guys remember Argyle? Uh, that I was, liked Argyle. I mean, I, he I, wasn't. I, I I think that entire adventure because you that's the that whole plot line because Eleven's plot line with that group splits off once she's taken to the lab. So then they for the second half of the whole season is it's them trying to find her. I personally thought that whole plot thread was a bit boring. Our guy was entertaining enough, but just in general, it seemed like they didn't really know what to do with them. And so they have that little adventure where they go to see Susie and then they do other stuff here and there, just driving around. It's just, it, yeah, it seemed like they were kind of struggling for stuff to do with those three. Like filler. Yeah. They were very much in a holding pattern where they wanted there to be tension between Jonathan and Nancy Right, so they're separated, and they also want there to have been tension where you know Will has been separated from the group again, but now he's with Mike and like working through their separation problems. Um, and so it's all it's all emotional, right? It's all like character sections there. It's not any of the problems of monsters going on. It's all just you know them talking out their issues or not talking out their issues for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, right, that is kind of funny because you like the kind of the catalyst for this one is them like just being under house arrest by uh owens's guys or like you know being protected by owens's men and then owens's men just get murked by a whole like private militia yeah just like coming in you that makes you think okay we're okay this is this is just taken off it's like we're gonna be we're we're going full like spy thriller now or something, which is like okay. There's here's this element, and then it's just like ah eh, no, more more like a road trip. And it's like okay, that's good, but maybe a little more urgency. I don't I don't care about a dude who got shoved into a locker. I want to see I want to see him trying to find him and some some narrow misses with like I don't know some dudes in a black van or something. I I don't know. Yeah. You're right. It it could have it felt like filler when it could have used you know. Could could used a little more because these are our, these are kind of our two big like what is it, two of the four original dudes. Yeah, yeah. these are mm-hmm. two, these are two protagonists. We need something to, I don't know, but something it, to spice up their stuff. Well, yeah. we do see. I, I will say, well, I can go into a, a criticism here because we're talking about this. I think that both Will and Mike suffer from not being part of groups. And the only group is the two of them talking to each other, and that group is the weakest of the groups. Like, Dustin, Dustin and Steve have their like mentor, mentory relationship going Mm -hmm. on, right? Like the 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 teacher and the Padawan thing going on. Um, And also, Dustin and Lucas are dealing with the fact that Lucas is trying, wanted to be one of the cool kids. So he actually has his own stuff going on, right? Lucas had a lot of growth this season. Lucas Lucas had a lot. Yeah. Lucas is becoming my favorite out of the party. Honestly, I yeah, I really like some of the stuff he had this this season. That's very, I because like he him him dealing with the I want to be part of the cool kids. How much am I willing to sacrifice myself to go to be part of this group? No, I'm not willing to go that far. I need to go back and defend my friends. Like that that was very that was very compelling. Dustin mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have done so well if it was just Dustin, but Dustin has Steve to play off of, so that worked great. But then Mike doesn't have L, and Mike and L play off of each other, and it's just Mike and Will. And Will has always, unfortunately, Will has always been the character who's like kind in trouble. Of, yeah, he's always been the person who's in trouble and kind of a non-entity. You know, he's he's interesting because he's in the upside down, or he's interesting because he's being possessed by the mind flayer or i guess yeah. vecta uh, it's always is vecta all along it was vecta all along oh, <laughs> oh no disney's gonna hit us with a copyright stop it right now <laughs> all right okay that's enough of that um, yes so so um that, that yeah i think that yeah. they suffer because it, of that it seemed like the writers who were writing this plot line were on a bit too much of that purple palm tree delight <laughs> Uh let the worries flow away. We will think of some interesting stuff to say. Right? They're in a car. Everybody likes cars. Everyone likes driving. And now, now Jack. <laughs> Buddies okay. and hold on. This is this is I mean, I I don't mean I don't mean to jump on you, but this is where I'm gonna correct you. They're they're technically in a van. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> you got me there. You know man. what? 
all of our <laughs> criticisms are rendered invalid by that observation. I mean, yay! The Scooby Doo Twitter gang actually helps me for once in my life. Get yuck, get it. Topical. Anyway, speaking of topical, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, no, never mind. I completely forgot. That was a terrible transition. Why did you do that, Joe? Uh, because I'm a terrible person. That's why I did it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if we had talked about him much yet, but I just want to give props to Eddie Munson for replacing mm-hmm. Bob as my new favorite character, who only lasts for a whole season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eddie was. I. It was an interesting. It was a different twist. It was a different take, right? Because Bob was a character who was very a decent, very good person, yeah. right? Who didn't understand what was going on, but does the heroic thing. Because he was always the kind of person who would do that. Right. And then Eddie is a person who pretty quickly figures out what's going on and is a coward the entire time and then finally yeah. makes the decision to be a hero and, of course, is immediately punished for it because that's the kind of show this is. Uh, he, he, should have, he should have known better than to be a hero as a side character in Stranger Things because that's just not a good plan. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a different take on it but it's very very uh narratively satisfying i think oh and yeah. also the character is hilarious so i i honestly expected argyle to get like shot by like a black ops soldier or something just because it's like it, okay one of these two is one of these two is not going to make it but only one of them is involved with upside down stuff so we know we know who it's gonna be yeah 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 r.i.p yeti man yeah I also appreciate. I feel like they they incorporated even more D and D into this season than they have in previous ones. If that's even possible, it helps that mm. Eddie is is a ma- more ma- is a major character for this season. Obviously, not overall, um, but I enjoy, like I actually know who Vecta is in D and D lore, and so that had a different it hit differently for me than it would for you guys. Like the reveal of Vecna as the villain in the little D and D game was like, oh, that I actually understand what they're talking about. And so, here, so this is this is an interesting thing. I wonder if this is true for the, for the Demogorgons because I didn't know much about them before I watched the original. Like Vecna fits the character Vecna in D and D lore actually fits very well with Henry One Vecna in Stranger Things because he's a person who's like amassing power and transforms himself into some horrifying abomination. It's, it's, he's a person who's amassing power. He's a powerful wizard. Uh, he gets taken out by heroes and everyone thinks he's dead, but he actually turns into an undead abomination, you know, and becomes even stronger for it. And then becomes this horrifying monstrosity that's able to kill people with ease and even more of a threat than he was before. So it actually works. It fits very well. Like Vecna, the D&D character, actually fits very well with Vecna, the Stranger Things character. So that's my D&D commentary for you nerd, guys. Nerd, nerd, nerd. We're, we're talking about Stranger Things. Who are you calling a nerd? All of us. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Not the smoothest transition, but somebody who I thought was a great character this season who has been okay, hasn't been my favorite character at this point, but really stepped up, in my opinion, was Max this season. Yes. Mm. Really, um, I think we just, they did a very good job of getting us to like her and empathize with her in a way we hadn't seen in the previous two seasons uh, that she's been in, especially with that uh, Dear Billy episode. Uh, Mm. Really a standout this season. Yeah, I don't know that I have anything to add to it. She was a, she felt like she was a side character, and then she very much became a main character. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then she very I I got something about that. I think you know, was it talked about? Oh yeah, she was clinically dead for like a minute. It's like oh yeah, she died. Eleven did some again power of friendship i restart your heart but her mind is probably our is like again going going back to freddy krueger in the later ones whenever he killed like a teenager or something he like kept their soul 
like he like he ate their soul but it was still a part of him and then there was like the whole thing where oh man the one survivor beats freddie and all the souls get loose so i i got a feeling that she's still there and then mm. when they beat Vecna, mm. gonna, or Vecna is going to use that to bait, like to bait them out. It's like, oh, I got your friend's mind gotcha. juice or something. So okay. like, yeah. But then when it, you know, when she gets back, she's she's going to be put back into a body with what well, it's it's essentially a paraplegic. So I I don't know if we're going to have a happy ending there. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's a good question. We'll see. We'll see how nice they want to be. Yeah, because yeah, they really could go either way. I feel like, considering the fact that they still kept her, you know, m- m- the I guess the in limbo. best way to put it is mostly dead. She's not all dead. <laughs> she is still. She is currently in a mostly dead state. Yeah. So you're you're, you're right, actually. Yeah. I mean, considering they have kept her there instead of just automatically killing her off like they could have. My assumption is they're going to bring her back in some form. I just don't know what that's going to be. So it'll yeah, be interesting yeah. to see what they do. I would, again, I would think since they decided to keep her alive at all, they're going to give her at least, I would assume she mostly recovers. I can't imagine they would bring her back just to barely be alive. That doesn't seem particularly kind of the writers to do, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think this is the closest we're going to get to a main character death. I don't, I don't think any, like, I think this is the closest we're going to get to them being mean, the writers being mean or something. It's like, I yeah, mean, we, in the final we, season, they killed our one-offs, but who knows? Yeah. I, I think feel like they, in the final season, we might get some main character deaths. I would be surprised if we didn't. Yeah. I, Maybe, I would be, but who, I agree who knows? There. So they're different. This is, it's definitely their intention for this to be the last one. I, who knows? Like I, I'm, I'm willing to take the Duffer Brothers' word for it, but you know, uh, the the dollar is all also. So uh, yeah. who knows? It's like you know, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill off a few of them, uh, but we gotta keep we gotta keep enough alive for Stranger Things, two, uh, Y two K. Oh, I great! Know. I don't know something like that. It was just. That's the most logical thing that they're going to probably... I don't know. They're, they're going to get half of them, maybe. But then there's a little part of me. It's like, ah, no. The little, the little, little cynical, little cynical voice. It's like, no, they're this. It's too marketable. We can't, we can't kill them off. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could see them saying, for example, the, there's the romantic triangle that's reemerged of of Jonathan, Nancy, Steve, right? Like we thought oh, yeah. that was gone, but then it turns out that you know Steve still cares about Nancy, and Nancy probably still cares about Steve, but you know she's still formally dating Jonathan. So I feel like the way they resolve that is one of them is going to die in season five. Either Jonathan or Steve is going to die, or they'll be really mean and Nancy dies, and then Jonathan and Steve will be like, "Well, that the right. commiserate that. what a what a commiserate about a mutual girlfriend for a while, and then never talk to each other ever again." Like. <laughs> Probably we can't have Steve die. The Harrington family road trip needs to happen. I, oh man! Oh, Steve is so much still my favorite character. It's, oh yeah. Like, oh man. Ah. Yeah, that, I think that little... I think she's gonna break with Jonathan season five, especially because at the end we still have he's lying to her about school. Even after yeah. all that, he's still hiding stuff. It's like, yeah, they're done. <laughs> I I can still see. I, I well, I I can see. This feels feels cliche. I don't know how many stories have actually done something like this, but this feels cliche that like she will find out that Jonathan lied and get upset. You know, I could see them doing a Harry Potter ending where Jonathan dies in a heroic sacrifice and then Nancy and Steve get married and they name their first son Jonathan to honor him. Like I could Let's see do that it. I could Bro. see that being the ending where like where we have Stranger Things Y2K, right? Twenty years <laughs> fifteen years on. Jonathan Severus Harrington. Perfect. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Jo- no, it'd be Jonathan Eddie Harrington. Right? We have to get another. There we go. Perfect. And our Jonathan first daughter Bob will be Harrington. named Barbara. Oh, <laughs> Barbara Bob. I'm, actually, I'm not 
Jack, I'm not, I don't hate that. Jack, what what is what is your tell me your Wattpad username right now? You've put too much thought into this. <laughs> I know God, it's there uh, somewhere. You can't hide from me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could. I, I, could I see really that. hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I could see. I could see them doing that, and then they actually make Stranger Things. 2000 like it wouldn't be called stranger things 2000 but they would make a a sequel series that takes place 15 20 years in the future a more modern day time period because they they conclude season five and they're like we're done but we'll tell a story that's in the future where these characters are now adults and we could tell we could talk about their kids or some nonsense yeah time time to ruin everybody's relationships for the sake of okay i really hope they don't do that yeah, no. Well, speaking of season five, darn. If if this, if I, what is it? I remember from last episode, I said, oh man, I really hope they end it here. But it's like, no, they did a good enough job with season mm-hmm. four, especially with the ending that it's like, all right, get, give me more now. More, more, please. Please, sir, may I have some more? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, this was probably the best. Uh, all of them end on a cliffhanger, of course, but this is probably the best cliffhanger because of just the the imminent dread. Right. Yeah. But that's because all of the previous seasons were concluded with a tag, right? Like, you know, we end season one, but then you find out there's still nonsense going on in the upside down. Right. We end season two and we, we can we close the gate, but there's still nonsense going on in the upside down. We end season three and there's Harper Harper Hopper is still alive. Yes. Uh, like, you know, like, so there's still a tag each time. Right. But mm-hmm. this, this one was like, Oh no, no, no. Four and five are supposed to be a duology duology of seasons back to back. You thought Obviously. this one was a mini series. The first three episodes of season five are two hours long. No, no Duffer brothers. No, please. Would not surprise me. Would not surprise me. <laughs> we shall see it'll be interesting to see how they wrap it up i've heard it's not going to be as mega as mm. huge as uh this season was but we'll see uh, how much money they can make and how much story they have to wrap up mm. so. honestly i can just imagine uh they've already made back this season's budget on the D tie-ins because <laughs> because you know you know because it got more attention that people are People are going to be buying the starter kits and stuff, and, and yeah, the t-shirts, yeah. and the which there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, eh, who knows? And let's see, there was one other thing that I wanted to want to talk about. Da, 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 stuff about Vecna being Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, was it just with just bringing up Argyle? It's like it's it's hilarious how. You know, last season was the thing, and like, uh, was it in like a rom com as the big influences? Well, this one was Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, a Cheech and Chong film. <laughs> so that's just, yeah, that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little less that, but again, this one isn't. This one is the one where I can comfortably say this isn't just two films. This is like, like the show. Uh, a, a big pie cut into cut into several different pieces. Hmm. All yeah, with its own little influences and stuff. There's there's the road trip. There's the nightmare on Elm Street and Hawkins. There's a nightmare in Hawkins. Nightmare. Nightmare. Night- nightmare. <laughs> there's the nightmare. I am from Russia. Of- I have nightmare in Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then there's the Americans in Russia trying to escape, which I'm assuming is a plot in some movie. In probably several movies, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of Cold War action films, I'd say. And it's just as yeah. as a as a whole, the 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 stereotypical Cold War action film. Yeah. Hmm. God, there's there's still just so much to talk about, but we're getting close to the end, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably uh, wrap up here pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've we've gone on about the good, and we've gone on about the eh. There's there's one thing that I don't know if I've brought up with. I was like just one thing in movies and shows where it's like it it takes everything down at least one and a half points for me. It's when they use 
too many flashbacks. I now when I say flashbacks, I don't mean the sequences with eleven. No, I'm talking about like when, like when we first see. Well, okay, no, this is a bad example. Like I'm gonna give you a good example of, uh, of like a flashback that's like a, a quick, a quick little flashback. It's like when we first see Doctor Brenner's back, we see him, you know, doing that. What is it? You know, torturing eleven and stuff, and then him uh, almost getting mauled by the Demogorgon or something. It's like okay, that's good. However. Like in episode five or something, then when he's talking about it's like, I only ever did what I did be, for, for your own good. And then it shows like the exact same stuff of him, like torturing her. It's like, yeah, no, we know. We yeah. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that part. We, I understand. It's like, you know, these are long episodes, but we don't have that short of an attention span. And it's just like, you know, a lot of the Vecna stuff too, I, I guess because it was, it was kind of complicated, but there was just a bunch of flashbacks. to like, like when he's shaping the mind flayer and it's like it cuts three different times to him interacting with spiders and it's like no no we get it we get it you don't need to remind us he likes spiders he did that and it's like that's a cool moment but it's just like all right that's that's enough of that and if anything it didn't click with me till that third time first two times i'm like why some miss spiders oh he likes spiders so i needed each one of those times you may I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known if i hadn't gotten all those flashbacks so. jack you make me sad <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, no, I, no! It's fine. It's fine. Just, just you know, go, go cater to the TikTok generation. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm being an old man. It's funny. Laugh. Uh, but really, if that if that's the worst thing to happen this season, uh, I can definitely say I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's probably the the, the summary of the review, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little. It was very long. And there's probably some bloat in there, but I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward yes. to season five. Yes, indeed. I don't. It's funny because we've, you know, we've obviously rewatched all these seasons in prep for season four. I don't know if I can actually rewatch this. I mean, we'll see how long I've got to wait for season five. I may just end up watching it, but just because of how massive it is, I don't know if I can actually see myself rewatching this season. Yeah. If I if I have to rewatch anything, I'm gonna rewatch the the mini like the what is it eight and nine? I'm gonna rewatch eight and nine, and yeah, then maybe the first and second seasons, or, or maybe even just the second. I I, I don't know because it's like I just, this is like this is like going through going through sources for a thesis at this point. It's, I, I think yeah. my memory will be good enough. <laughs> we could have Stranger Things scholars dissecting these movies. That's right. You see, um, the shack in the second episode that the basketball team happens at or uh, has a party at is actually the Benny's restaurant from season one, episode one. Is it? I thought it is. No, they actually. What is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah they they actually that, yeah. say it. It's like, yeah, Benny. Oh. Don't like it. Are you guys hanging out here? It's like, oh, whatever, man. This thing, this thing fell in on itself like two years ago, and it's like, okay, I figured they were just gonna keep it as it is with like just the. Well, not the visual gag. I guess the visual callback, and mm. you know, yeah. But yeah, it's I like that. It's it was a little thing. Cool. Yeah. I missed that. So, well, that's because you're not a Stranger Things. Uh, what is it? Scholar like I am. Uh, degree darn, degree, pen, degree pending. You're darn right. I'm not. I got better things to do with my time. <laughs> I'm getting an actual degree. Well, it's. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, who wants to start us off with a number number rating for the the whole season? We're not going to break it up into part one or part two because, I mean, it's 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 still the season. Yeah, yeah. I think they would split it up so that you could sleep in between <laughs> part one and part two to right. force people to sleep. Um, I mean, I I thought I cannot remember for the life of me what I gave previous seasons, but I think. Other than it being so long, I might have enjoyed this one more than I've enjoyed any of the seasons since one. So I've, I can't, I, whatever I gave one, I think I gave season one an eight, maybe. I'm going to. It's been I think so I, long. And I it's, been a, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Sorry. It has. Um, I think I gave one an eight. I'm going to give season four an eight as well. I think that's about where I'm at. Eight, maybe even eight and a half. Yeah. I think I end up giving seasons. I think I gave seasons one and two 
10 out, maybe I gave season one a 10, season two a nine, and season three an eight, something like that. I'm going to give season four a nine. Pretty solid mm-hmm. nine. I mean, you had that one plot line with Will and Mike that just is, it sort of, it's a bad example, but it almost reminds me of when you have in, you're watching Lord of the Rings and it keeps cutting back to Frodo and Sam's plot line when you much rather <laughs> see what's happening with Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Uh, so it was not nearly that bad. Um, if they were in a van, it would be that bad. I mean, I, I thought Lord of the Rings and all that, I enjoyed that stuff more than I did stranger things, but I mean, that's why it's a bad example, but yeah. So we we understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So aside from that plot line, uh, I overall had a blast with it. Good mystery, good characters, a lot of growth there, a lot of growth from, characters who hadn't gotten a lot before and enjoyed the new characters and all of that. So yeah, solid nine for me. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Very nice. I would say this is, yeah, this is on par with the first season to me. That was, I'm pretty sure I gave, I'm pretty sure I've gone nine, eight, seven in order. So we're going back up to a nine. Uh, Very cool. It also reminded me of another, uh, was it (laughs) little nitpick I had? Uh, What is it? We, we haven't been talking about special effects because, of course, they've been on par. Uh, I think most of Vecna, when he's just walking around, is a practical suit. So, mm-hmm. very cool. Props yeah. to them. I, for, I I don't know if they switched uh, VFX companies hmm. between or if they, they have the same visual effects supervisors that have been going on through the whole project. But, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, except for little little DH CGI eleven, that was that was uncanny, and I don't know if that was the point though. That that could have been, and because of that, I'm going to change my nine to a five. No, no, <laughs> savage, <laughs> horrifying, disturbing, yeah. and for all the wrong reasons. Uh, no, no, right reasons. Yeah, there we go. It's nine out of ten. Very cool. Hit me with season five right now. Boom. All right. Well, I think that's all for us here. Uh, careful when exploring the upside down as it leaks into our world. And uh, well, I, for one, uh, welcome our horrifying psychic overlord. And uh, well, this has been the background noise crew. If you've been listening, uh, good job. But if you haven't, well, you haven't missed too much. Uh, bye bye.